Howdy, folks. It's that time again for another episode of The Simpsons Did It. I'm your host, Steven Sklansky. And I'm your co-host, Robert Sklansky. And do you know what episode this is? is Unlucky number 13. (laughs) This is the episode where we tank because Uh, it is unlucky. Also, it is the final episode in season one of The Simpsons. Now, now when, when we started with episode one... You mentioned to us something about this particular episode. I did. So as, as, uh, what is it? We're on week 13. So three months ago now, when we started this, uh, I mentioned that Simpsons roasting on an open fire was not meant to be the series premiere. The episode we're covering today, some enchanted evening was supposed to be the series premiere. And the reason it wasn't was they were having animation issues. And we will get into that when we, do our closing thoughts because uh, I did read some interesting tidbits about this episode. Um, so yeah, uh, so as we go through this episode, remember this was supposed to be the very first Simpsons episode, which and we'll probably go over it. God, I mean, this was <laughs> not like I swear if this was the first episode, I don't know if I'd want to continue watching. I mean. We'll we'll get into that in the final thoughts, but my <laughs> God, this was a dark episode. It was great. I loved it. Um, yes, but all right. So first up, episode name: Some Enchanted Evening. Uh, air date: May thirteenth, nineteen ninety. Now, can't remember. I mean, this season was a little bit odd because of pandemic and whatnot, and I think it ended in Aprilish. Okay, but I can't remember if. I, I think most seasons of The Simpsons did last into May. Oh, yeah. But I think they shortened them up a little bit. I don't know if it's just hiatuses were, are changed nowadays and stuff like that. But Well, a majority of shows um, end in May because of the old uh, rating system where pretty much they had people have notebooks and they would write down and the rating systems would always be in uh, November, February, May, and July. And but now with the way television is going and the and they change the rating system where basically TV stations can get the ratings the very next day in most places. So yeah. that's the reason why most shows had their season finale in May. Uh, it probably has changed a little bit because of the way we watch TV and you know stream stuff. All right, so recap, quick recap. Homer and Marge leave the kids with a sitter. Who's on America's most armed and dangerous. And so this has been bugging me for the last 11 episodes. The ad on the bus. I always wanted to know what it said. Uh, And the ad on the bus says, can't get enough of that wonderful death. You know, I was wondering how fast is that bus driving down the road that you were able to pause right on that? Oh, no, it took me several attempts to get that. (laughs) Several attempts. I mean, they, good work. I mean, I I don't think I ever thought there was an ad on the bus. I mean, obviously there's ads on buses, but I never thought it's kind of like when Marge scans Maggie at the girl yeah. or the guy scans Maggie in the barcode. By I the mean, way, uh, the day that we record this episode, uh, I happened to watch a video on The Simpsons, and it was season eight, and the guy who did the video actually paused it when Maggie gets scanned, and it's it was actually a price. And not the episode, like, production, like, number and all that. Like, they said in a Simpsons episode that was, like, what, season 14? Yeah, somewhere around there. So, uh, clearly, they lie to us. (laughs) 
<laughs> Perfect. Um, so the couch gag, yeah, we're going to end. Uh, oh, wait, I'm sorry. You skipped chalkboard. Ch- chalkboard gag. Um, I will not yell fire in a crowded classroom. Fun fact. Now, that's illegal. <laughs> well, I don't know if it's necessarily illegal in a crowded classroom. It's definitely illegal in a crowded movie theater and shopping center and stuff like that. Well, keyword there is crowded. So in this instance, it would be illegal. <laughs> oh, Bart. I guess he just wanted to get out of class that day. Probably. All right, couch gag. We ended on... Now, it's really funny. Now, the the couch gag is Simpsons sit on the couch and nothing happens. Now, funny thing about that is this has happened, I believe, one other time throughout the season. Now, I think it would have been really awesome if throughout the entire first season, you know, someone falls off the couch. And then in the last episode of season one... Nobody falls off? They all... Nobody falls off. I think that would have been a good closing. Now, granted, you would have had a repeat, like, at least two to three times for some of them because yeah. there's only five family members in 13 episodes. Correct. But I think the way this ended... Well, don't forget I mean, the Christmas kind of cool... the Christmas episode didn't have a couch gag. Right. And if this was supposed to be the first aired episode, I could see them all sitting on the yep. couch for the very first episode and then popping later on. Okay. Yeah. So that, that makes a little more sense now. Yep. All right. So we're going to get into the episode here. So family's eating breakfast. Uh, <laughs> now, tell me if I'm wrong, but it looked like Bart dumped an entire sugar bowl into his cereal I, bowl. I must admit, I must have <laughs> looked up like for a second because I missed that. But you know, the food on the table outside of the donut didn't really look like food. Like food, and then it also looked like the milk container had a holder with a handle, so it looked like one of those square or rectangular milk containers. Man, how did it I miss that like detail? But it looked like it was in a sleep. It was when Homer was reaching for it to grab. It was literally the only shot on the on the screen. Oh, I don't know. I missed that detail. <laughs> it, I didn't think those. I don't. Maybe those exist because grabbing a square container with no hand. It's kind of like those orange juice, you know, square yeah, containers. But you can still grab those. Those don't have handles. Yeah. And maybe the Simpsons, or maybe it's a three finger thing. It's harder to grab a square container with yes. three fingers. Um, but yeah, messy. And then Marge is. I mean, it's funny, like during this scene, Marge just looked completely out of it. Like, yeah. why am I in this family? Yeah. What am I doing here? There's people not even paying attention to me. I put this plate of food up, you know, on the table. Kids are fighting over the last donut and Homer thinks that one magically lands on his yeah. <laughs> plate. It's like that magical refilling glass when you go out. So yeah. It's the magical then, donut that appears for Homer. Exactly. For Homer anyway. Uh, but obviously the kids are running late for school. Homer's running late for work. Homer doesn't even kiss Marge goodbye. I mean, she's like, you're my husband. I mean, granted, I've been married in about a week, in a week, it'll be 10 years. And I mean, yeah. we don't necessarily kiss every time we walk out the door, we say goodbye, say I love yeah. yous, but we don't really kiss. But Marge, you know, she's more of a, you know, a romantic type, romantic type. Yeah. And Homer used to be, which we'll get into, but uh, yeah, they all leave and Marge is just kind of sitting in the kitchen all alone. And she's like, oh, maybe it's just you and me today, Maggie. And then Maggie's falls asleep. asleep. And then, uh, so Marge is sitting there after Maggie falls asleep and an ad comes on the radio. uh, W, what is it? WKBBL? WKBBL. For a thing about Dr. Marvin Monroe, you could call in, you could talk about your problems. I love the fact that like, uh, they're like, yeah, call in now. And then she just sits there and they're like, no, really call in now. Like they're talking to her. 
Um, so she calls uh, Dr. Marvin Monroe, uh, the number, by the way, unlike his previous episode, which was 555 Hugs, the number for this was 555 Pain. Yes. Uh, so, so, yeah, obviously Marge is upset, um, but at the plant, Homer's like, ooh, I love this stuff. stuff. Turn it up. <laughs> like, but, and then they introduce Marge. Yep. And I'm like... How many people are named Marge? Well, it's funny because all the people at the plant understand that it's Marge Simpson, but Homer doesn't get it because they're all laughing at him. Then I love how Marge calls her husband Pedro. Like, oh, we don't use real names here. I mean, Pedro. Pedro. Where did she get Pedro I wonder if that was an ad lib by the actress. Maybe or if that, or if that was, was written in, I don't know. That was just hilarious. Okay, there is one thing I did not put in put in our notes today, but I do have to mention it because it's really funny. So if you watch the nuclear power plant, kind of all the scenes around Homer and his work environment, yeah. there are power plant signs. One says warning, radioactive area. Okay. Makes, Makes sense. sense. No smoking. Makes sense. No eating. Yeah. No foolish horseplay. I mean, yeah. Yeah, there's also a sign that says seven days since last accident. I mean, a lot of you know workplaces like <laughs> yeah. a nuclear power plant would have that. It, and here's the best one: in case of meltdown, break glass. Glass is already broken. <laughs> uh, I yeah, thank you for looking at that because <laughs> I I was not looking. There was one scene that we'll get into in a little bit where I was looking in the background because it drove me crazy. Um. But yeah, I didn't, I didn't, I noticed a couple signs, but like, ah, they're just, you know, normal nuclear power normal signs. signs. Yes. <laughs> but I didn't see in case of uh, meltdown break glass and the glass is already broken. It's already broken. So Homer's obviously still failing at his, at his job. Yeah. Well, okay. So he's actually, so, so since this would have been the first episode. He was not a supervisor. Like no, he wasn't a supervisor. He was like a, or a safety and safety inspector. He was actually working on the plant floor, working with yep. nuclear waste and actually doing whatever he did prior to that. Yeah. Uh, so we go back to go back to the uh, radio show and um, there's screener cards for Dr. Marvin Monroe, the guy answering it, where he's like, save it for the doctor. <laughs> uh, line one is Marge. And we learned she's 34 years old. Which now, OK, in, the, in that episode where she gets the bowling ball. They said she turned 34. She turned 34. But if this was the first episode it would have happened before her birthday correct so was that birthday episode technically before this or again they don't age i mean homer had a birthday i don't know yeah, if he actually just, moved up a year but did so every year they she turns 34 that's okay so this is the trend we just learned the cycle of the simpsons since they don't age marge just every year when she has a birthday she turns 34 now, now i'm I, I don't know but were there other episodes? I don't remember, but were there other episodes where like Bart and Lisa had birthdays? I don't know, but we're definitely looking into that. So next to Marge's name, it says another unappreciated <laughs> housewife. So clearly this, this radio station, I mean, it plays in the morning. And so, I mean, this was early 90s. So I have to imagine not a lot of women were professionals quite yet. Um, a lot of stay-at-home moms. A lot of stay-at-home moms. So like... I feel like that's his demographic, like stay-at-home moms who are unhappy, you know, in an unhappy yeah. marriage or just calling in, complaining about their husbands. Yep. And then I like online too is Paul C. I guess 
41, nail biter, not his own. I think I would have rather heard that his one. call. Yeah. Let than me hear Marge's. that call. Because we already know what Marge's <laughs> problem is. I want to hear about this guy. Who who's letting who's letting this guy bite their nails? <laughs> I mean, there are answers. Really I need answers to this guy. Yep. All right. So we get our first of two most tavern prank calls. Oh my god. And this is like classic. I I like this one more than the second one. Yes. So uh Bart's like, hello, is Al there? Al? Yeah, Al. Last name Kaholic. Phone call for Al. Alcoholic. Is there an alcoholic here? I mean, Mo just and then just didn't, I, I actually it. didn't put it in these notes, but I do remember what Mo calls. Bart, not knowing that it's Bart, he calls him a yellow belly rat jackass. Yes, I didn't write that down either. I I was going to, and then I didn't. I wrote but it yes, down, that is... but I didn't write it into our notes. And I was like, I heard that. I'm like, I mean, there's a, I think there was what one other episode where they said hell or damn or something, but jackass. Yeah. I was like, I mean, granted, this is prime time. You're allowed to say it, but like, oh man. I mean, like I said at the top, man, this is an episode for like an episode one where oof, yeah. I just, they, 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 I'm, I'm, the I'm, line I'm pretty sure episode. if our parents watched this episode with us, they would probably not have allowed us to watch another episode. Yep. So Homer is, uh, you know, he's down on his luck. He's at the bar and they're having a conversation. Mo, it's amazing. Mo's relationship advice. Yeah. For this one there's i mean it's kind of kind of amazing that he came out with it but he's like homer you're a pig everyone here and, is you know a everyone pig. everyone of the bars is the pig you're barney's a pig larry's well, a didn't, pig didn't most yeah didn't mo though say that he's more of a pig than barney is yes mo must have never been to barney's apartment correct um so after that homer's like okay you know what i'm gonna do this so homer goes to the flower shop gets one rose because you know he's, he's cheap but so here's the other thing and maybe like and we'll get into who actually voices Mo when we get into the final thoughts, uh, because I don't want to give it away right now. Uh, but is Mo's voice slightly different in this episode compared to like even in this season or like later episodes? I feel like it's a little higher pitched, like a little bit more nasally. Maybe. But we'll get in, But but we're gonna get into who actually voices Mo and what happened there in our final thoughts. Because I want to continue with the episode. Yeah, go on. Uh, so, as you mentioned, uh, Homer goes to the flower shop. He gets one rose. So we go back and Bart is like, who skips meatloaf night? Now, granted, I do love me some good meatloaf. But so Homer gets home. Oh, no, not yet. So we see him in the kitchen. Marge is just like angry and upset. And we go to the hallway. And this scene, I had to rewatch the scene like five six times because of that stupid clock behind her. Um, well, that's what I, that, I mean, I wanted to know what the time said. And so, it started at five 30 when he got, when, when he got there. So yes, it started at five 30. Uh, so the first time you see the clock, it is slightly past eight 35. It's like eight 37 and the kids come in and they're like, Hey mom, are you going to feed us? And she just turns around and like growls at them. And they're like, all right, all right. So then, uh, they cut out, like, she's still looking outside, it's still the same time, they cut to black, they come back, 
You see a shot of the outside of the house. You cut back into the house. And now the clock is like 832. So like it went back five minutes. And then, yep. And then Marge is like having her rage and like the background turns blue and you hear Dr. Marvin's Monroe's voice like saying Homer is a horrible person and like the phone and like the face of the clock changes. And then uh, you come back. She's like, I don't know if it's like she calmed down or like the whole like thing ends in her mind. But during that time when she's like in a rage, it's now 937. Yep. And then when it and then when she's when they're done with the rage sequence, it goes back to 832 or 837. I'm like, what is what is going on here? I mean, obviously the I mean, I, I don't know if it was a joke. I don't think it was meant to be a joke, but obviously you have those cartoons slash TV shows where every time you look at the clock it's different or yeah. different. I mean, that's just all you know, no one's really paying attention to the clock, I don't think necessarily. But in this, but instance, I noticed. <laughs> yeah, ever. Yes, we notice. We're the ones telling you all this, so yeah. we're gonna notice this stuff. So Homer's outside practicing what to say, and he thinks it's all stupid. But you know, in most cases, if you're trying to say something to your wife, I mean, a lot of times it's like even the proposal when you're gonna propose to your wife, you try to plan it, try to yeah. think of what you're gonna say, but it usually doesn't necessarily happen. It just kind of happens in the moment, and yep. that's kind of what happened. Homer walks in and. In that moment, I love you, Marge. And she's like, all the rage just kind of went out of her. She's like, oh, he is a, you know, kind-hearted soul. And now this is where it gets frustrating. So Marge has her candy. Marge has her rose. They're sitting on the couch. I swear, it. I I thought it was going to be the next day. It is. I I thought... Well, I I don't... I think there might have been, like, a cut issue on, like, the animation. Because I feel like... Because... So, I know what you're alluding to. So... The next scene is we get the second Moe's prank phone call in one and Bart episode. is like, well, and Bart's like, yeah, and but, but Bart's like, let's have some pre-dinner entertainment. Like, so it's the next okay, night. That's yeah. what I'm thinking. But why would Marge still? I, it's just weird. Like, why would Marge still have the candy uh, and roses? I think there is an. I think there is an. And again, this episode had animation issues to begin with, so maybe it stems from one of those animation issues. Yeah. Uh, so you're going off the off the fact that it is the next. Yeah, I think it's the, the next, next night. night. So anyway, so Mo calls Mo or Mo calls Mo. Bart calls <laughs> Mo, uh, and he goes, "Is Oliver there?" And Mo goes, "Who? Oliver Closeoff. Hold on, I'll check. Oliver Closeoff. Call for Oliver Closeoff." And like, I like it, but I like the alcoholic one so much better. It's just well, it fits. It fits more into the bar. Yeah. Type. Like, I mean, there's other ones and, and I wish the writers would have come up with that a little bit more of a crisp Oliver close off yeah. line instead of just a call for, cause obviously like most like, is there an alcoholic here? I mean, that yeah. makes sense. So, and I know like the IP freely one is, uh, <laughs> you know, it's really funny. It's like the, the line, the line that's delivered. Yeah has that reference to now i'm gonna just drop this right here and we'll get back to it at the end for final thoughts but fox had an issue with this episode and the reason i'm dropping it here is to make you guys think i'm not going to tell you what they thought their the issue was but i'm going to tell you they had an issue with this episode so anyways so now you know homer and marge are you know going out for a nice evening romantic evening so they need a babysitter for the kids 
So they call the Rubber Baby Buggy Bumper Babysitting Service. Say that five times fast. I, know. I think that was the point. Uh, I think the I think the owner just wanted to make the receptionist <laughs> angry. And so Marge calls first, and she's like, "Oh yeah, this is Marge Simpson." They're like, "Simpsons, click." And then on the wall, all the Simpsons, Bart, Lisa, and Maggie. Now, I can see Bart's photo up there. But Lisa and Maggie. But I can't see Lisa or Maggie being, like, crazy. Yeah. But I do, but I like how there's their pictures of there. Like, if I call, this is this is so-and-so Smith. Yeah. And I turn around. Oh, I don't know who, who the Smiths are. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I mean, I guess it's a small town, quote-unquote, yeah. for a for Springfield, so they so they know. Oh, Simpsons! There's only one Simpsons family that lives in Springfield. So speaking and of it's... which, Homer calls back saying, "This is Samson," and they're like, "Oh, the Simpsons are horrible people." And Homer is like, "No, I said Samsons. We're their next door neighbors. They're just a misunderstood and overrated family." And I think that was I think that was kind of another <laughs> meta joke. Now, granted, this is the first season. But remember, they had the shorts on, uh, what was it, the Al Jean? Not Al Jean. Uh, what was the show that they had the shorts on? That, you know. They oh, were... uh, Tracy Allman. Tracy Allman. Tracy so, Allman show. So I, I'm wondering if that was a joke based off the Tracy Allman shorts. Because, you I know. Mean, maybe. Because, you know, they got popular and they decided to make a show based around these characters. And I wonder if that was just a joke to say, oh, yeah, they're they're just misunderstood and overrated. Yep. So one thing uh, in the rubber baby buggy bumper babysitting service room, um, their wall features a dog barking at a burning house. I don't know why that I, who painted that picture. A crazed person. I mean, that's that's just hilarious. Uh, All right. So Homer's getting ready for the evening. Um, oh, by the way, according to March, like, according to March, he dances like an angel. He does. Oh, yeah. He's a good dancer. So in the bathroom, uh, Homer shaves. Now, I I have I don't think this is the only time he shaves. Oh, no, it's not. I think there's I, a, I don't, in this season. I think it's the first time he shaves, but there's other episodes where he shaves. And I do like how he's like clean shaven. Like, you can oh, my see God, that was face. really weird, by the way. Uh, yeah, right. I mean, it's but like Homer's, any guy who shaves, like you look like a different person. Yep, but Homer's clean-shaven look lasts exactly seven seconds. Did you really time that out? Yes. You paused. Oh, my God. It pops. It pops right back onto his face. Oh, my God. Uh, So, you know, they're all getting ready, and uh, the babysitter shows up, Miss Miss Botts. Miss Botts. And you you asked, uh, what babysitter brings two suitcases for an overnight, or at all? Now, granted... I I never babysat overnight. I don't remember if you ever did. I don't think you did either. No, I mean most people always came back. Yeah, I mean it was late. Like some sometimes I babysit. They came back at like eleven, eleven thirty yeah. at night. But but like I I feel like if you're babysitting, like I would assume for like a really ritzy family, and you're staying for a few days, you might bring one suitcase. Now obviously she had a different motive for bringing these two suitcases, which we will get into very shortly here. Um. But now nah, I don't think a real babysitter, if they're just spending an evening at the place, would bring anything. Now maybe I mean, maybe a backpack with a change of clothes, but but like I could like the only thing I could potentially see needing two suitcases for is if like they're bringing like games over and maybe like other random stuff, maybe some food. I, I you, normally like anytime I babysat. 
the the people I babysat for had food for me. So, I mean, I, if I were the Simpsons, I would find that very suspicious. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, most I think most families like if I ever left Elliot with a babysitter and they brought over two suitcases, I'd be kind of like, why do you need those? Can you just leave them in your car? Maybe you don't yeah. need to bring them in the house. I mean, I don't know. It's kind of crazy to not. Uh... Like I can understand if myself or our parents came to visit and you and the wife were going out of town and one of us were babysitting and we were staying for like two weeks. Yeah, I might need two suitcases. Probably yeah. not, but maybe. But an evening job, you don't need two su- suitcases. Nope. And so they get to watch the Happy Little Elves again. Yeah. Well, to be fair, this would have been the first time they get to watch the Happy Little Elves. Well, but... no, because they're like, oh, yeah, this is their favorite movie because they clearly seen it before. I do like, um, I don't know if you notice this. So after Bots puts the tape in, she picks up Maggie and, all right, time for bed. And Maggie, Maggie actually waves goodbye to Bart and Lisa. I don't know if yeah, you caught that, that. I didn't notice. Yeah, so you could see no. her waving by. The other thing about the uh, Happy Little Elves is that animation is terrible because they like it's like the oh, the stop motion stuff, and I was just yeah, like, they bounce around. Yeah, and... I mean, I get it, but like, because you know, it's the first episode of a cartoon made in the nineties. But I'm like, I'm like, you could animate The Simpsons just fine. You couldn't animate a movie. Like, no, and but I do like how Bart is like, we've watched the crappy little elves <laughs> so many times. We know what happens. Um, and so we flash to the restaurant. Homer's ordering uh, lobster food, lobster. And this is the best. They all look so tasty. But I think I'll ha- eat that one right there. The major D is like, why did you pick that? Why don't you pick one that's a little more frisky, sir? Why? Well, when you choose one that's floating upside down, it's almost to defeat the purpose of selecting a live lobster. <laughs> Why is the dead one in the tank at this fancy French restaurant, I, I guess? Well, my first question is, uh, and I'm no scientist, and I think I think I know the answer to this, but why is the lobster floating? I think I think when something <laughs> dies, it like I, I don't know the science behind why dead things float. Well, uh, fish float. Fish, that's that's true. Dead fish float. But it's a lobster. It's not a fish. I guess. I don't but, know. But to answer your question, why is there a dead one in there in a fancy ho- uh, restaurant? Uh, the only thing I can think of is it literally just died right then and there. <laughs> that's the only thing I can think of. It's like, I don't want to be boiled alive. <laughs> just kill me now. <laughs> the lobster took his own life. Yeah, right. I, I don't want claw, to be boiled. Claw right, claw right to the chest. But my buddy Frank left the other day and he hasn't come back yet. I, I think I know what happened. <laughs> I, I can't, I can't, I can't stand it. I, ha- I have to end it. And then uh, they won't eat because I'm dead. Exactly. Um, so I, I do like how you like write Homer's words, how they afforded that dinner. Yeah, dude, he's I a mean, working based man. Based on the marital problem. <laughs> I mean, maybe, but they were always strat for cash remember we don't know that though this is the first episode obviously we watched the other 11 or other 12 but i i watched this in the context that this was supposed to be the first episode not the season finale um but i i would like to point out they do work now granted he cheaped out on the rose uh but he did buy chocolates but i mean he probably gets paid enough for they can afford one fancy night out a month I mean, they also had to pay for the yeah, babysitter, and we'll get to that at the end of this. Um, yes, um, yeah. But you know, he they, maybe they save. I mean, again, it's supposed to be the first episode. We don't know anything about them at this point. 
obviously we do because yep. it's the season finale yeah. which which kind of di- and i'll save this for the final thoughts uh bugs me a little bit but i'll get to that in the final thoughts and as as uh Marge mentioned when they were getting ready for the date that Homer dances like an angel. And in fact, we see that Homer is a pretty good dancer. Yep. Yeah. Uh, He he seems to rock out pretty good. uh, The band that is playing is called the Larry Davis experience. I'm not sure why I couldn't find the answer to why they decided to go with that band name. Also, you don't know Larry that you couldn't find anything like who Larry Davis was or anything. Maybe he's a writer or something or a friend of Brooks or somebody. But maybe. But when they're dancing, uh, Mar, uh, I can't remember if it was Homer or Marge, but they, they, one of them mentioned uh, that this was definitely not like their first date because they had a chaperone. Now, was that considered the prom episode as their first date? Was there a chaperone there? I don't remember. Well, technically, proms have chaperones. That's true. So maybe. Cause... That's the only thing I think could think of out of that is their prom technically would have been their first real date. Prom. I, I mean, we'll have to put a pin in it. Yep, we'll t- we'll put a pin in that one and come back to you. So back at the back at the house, Bart's sick of the happy little elves. So he's like, okay, we're gonna watch uh, America's uh, America's most... most armed and dangerous. Um, and I do like how Bart's like, don't worry when the graphic bloody murdering happens, I'll, I'll have you cover your eyes. Um, also, and, and this is another instance, like the cue cards at the beginning of the episode. So they turn it on and they're like, if you have any information on the cue ball killer, and I'm like, I want to know about this guy. Does he, how does he, does, does he kill people with cue balls? How does he kill people with cue balls? Does, does, does he have a tattoo of a cue ball on his arm? Does he bury him <laughs> in cue balls? I need these answers. I know. I want to know more about the cue. I mean, Babysitter Bandit, yeah, it kind of has, you know, it has a bearing on the episode we're watching right now. But let's let's go back. Just rewind a little bit. And let's <laughs> I want to know. Also, the uh, the number for America's Most Armed and Dangerous is 1-800-YOU-SQUEAL. Yes. Um, so Homer's driving. They're done dancing. They're off to their fancy motel. Um, and they passed the exit and the next exit was 34 miles away. Now being that that's I've like driven high, that's, that's I've a half hour. Highways. I know I've driven highways before. Now the longest gap from, so I live in Minnesota yep. and we grew up in Wisconsin. We drive back and forth. The longest gap I can personally remember between exits was maybe 12 miles. Really? It's the largest yeah, Interesting. in like uh, once once you get past like Eau Claire and like all those other cities, um, I think the largest gap between those exits is like twelve miles. Because but thirty four miles, I mean, they must be driving in the middle of nowhere. Like I mean, like I've I've driven to Minnesota from Racine, from Madison, from Green Bay, from Wausau, which kind of is just west of Green Bay, anyways. So it's the same highway. Um. I think I've driven from like Minnesota to the Dells before. I think the longest stretch between exits that I could remember was like three miles. I mean, I could, I could be wrong. I don't really pay attention to how far exits are between one another. Cause I normally have when you have to, when you have to fill up gas or go to the bathroom and you pass just past an exit. And then you see the next sign that says exit so far ahead. You're, you remember that crap. <laughs> See, that's the thing. I always go to the bathroom before I leave on a trip or I hold it till I get to my destination or if I actually have to stop for gas. The other thing is I always have a full tank when I leave for a trip. 
So, <laughs> so, so I also wrote, I, I don't think time matters in this episode. Not really. Like, no. I mean, 34 miles, like you said, it's going to be like a half hour and then a half hour back. So you're getting back to your hotel an hour later. Like, yeah. So depending on what time you started dinner and even if dancing, you started at five, even if you started at five, you <laughs> ate dinner, you dance, that's a good hour and a half, two hours. So now you're looking at seven o'clock. Now you're driving to your hotel which was on the ye old off ramp. It was the ye old <laughs> off ramp in, which is what they passed. Um, so they're going to an off ramp hotel. So let's be generous. Maybe it's a ten minute drive from the hotel. Now you're driving an hour back. Now it's like eight ten, eight thirty. Like I mean, Marge didn't seem to care. She just wanted to curl up with Homer in the well, car. So yeah. you know. That being said. Um, so, so, so yeah, so they, so obviously this is the point of the episode where Lisa and Bart are looking at the TV and they're kind of, kind of enthralled by the whole babysitter bandit thing. Lisa makes a phone call to the you squeal line and the line is busy. How many people are calling (laughs) this? (laughs) I mean, obviously the babysitter bandits at their house, the QL killer. Okay. Who knows where he is right now, but. At that exact moment, the line's busy. And it seemed like Lisa was just having issues getting through to them. Yeah. So apparently, uh, I didn't write this in the notes, but uh, the when uh, the babysitter bandit chases Bart, it's reminiscent of like a 1970s movie. I, I have it pulled up. Uh, the name of the movie is... One second, drumroll, please. Uh, the Night of the Hunter. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. That's where they never uh, saw it. No, it's a, Oh, I'm sorry. Not a seventies movie. 1955. It's a American thriller film. So take that for what it's worth. Simpsons are cutting deep on that one. I guess. Um, Um, so yeah, Maggie, so Bart, Lisa get tied up. Um, Lisa wants to make the most of it. So yeah, let's just enjoy. Uh, I love how happy little elves. I love how Bart is just banging his head against the couch because he can't take it. (laughs) You can't take it. Nope. So next up, uh, we see Maggie getting out of her crib. Dude. Apparently she has a <laughs> pull-up bar. Above. Dude, she Now, can... most kids have a mobile or something above her. Bed. So, now, I want to know how old Maggie is again. I was just about to ask my that. Son, I mean, my son couldn't start jumping, like actually using his feet to jump until maybe like just before he turned two. And he started talking at what, like a year? Yeah. Oh yeah. Like even before that. So she can, she can jump. She can walk downstairs with the help of the railing and she can untie rope. Like, I don't know many one-year-olds or even two-year-olds or possibly even three-year-olds who could like untie rope because their hands are tiny. Yep. So I, we took Elliot out of his crib at about two. So okay. he didn't have bars on his, on his crib at two. So he could just kind of walk out if he really wanted to, but Maggie still at a all barred crib. I mean, so she's like, pretty, she's, she's going to be a gymnast. Yes. But I don't know if we'll ever get to Maggie's future. I think there's, gymnast a, is, I mean, there's a couple episodes where you actually see Maggie grown up and I don't even think she talks in those episodes either. No, but I, I could see gymnasts in her future. Yeah. So Maggie, Yo, gets gets out of her crib, goes past uh, the babysitter bandit stealing from the Simpsons, and uh, gets distracted by TV. And who among us doesn't? 
get distracted by TV. Oh, my 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 brother and sister are tied up on the couch, but happy little elves are on. She loves it. I mean, they watch it all the time. And so she sees it like, oh, happy little elves. But then the tape ends yep. and Lisa's like, oh, you want to want to watch again? You want to watch it again? Come untie me. And so they they pull a pretty good trick on the on the babysitter. Bandit. Maggie walk, crawls by the door. She's like, oh, she escaped. Oh, well, I guess it's time to tie you up. So they go, she goes to the closet and Bart takes Lisa's or Maggie's pacifier and starts using it yep. up above the door with a baseball bat and flack. Yep. Down goes the babysitter. I think Lisa put that together. I know you wrote smart kids, but we know Bart is dumb. <laughs> Maggie is a baby. I'm pretty sure that was Lisa's idea. Ah, uh, yeah, you're right. Okay, fine. <laughs> we'll we'll give that one to Lisa. <laughs> um, so this this is kind of funny. So Homer had a pretty good night. I mean, Marge and her little lingerie thing, and dude, he passed out. Like he was primed. And so Marge is, you know, calls the house and you know nobody they, answers. So nobody going back answers. a going back a little bit, so when do they get when they get to the hotel, uh Marge mentions to Homer not to hit her head when crossing the <laughs> threshold, and Homer says, after eleven years it still gets brought up. So they've been married for 11 years. So in a future episode, we learn Homer's age. We know Marge is 34. And I'm not going to mention Homer's age yet because we'll mention it when it gets brought up. I think it's season two, maybe season three. Um, so Marge has been married since she was 23 years old. Uh, I mean, I mean, it's not. I mean, there's a lot of people who get married that, you know, young. Um, I'm not saying it's bad or anything. I'm just saying they've been possibly married for 11 years. Um, yeah. I mean, or maybe, uh, after like their second or third date, Homer carried her across the threshold for some reason. Uh, but normally you only do that when you get married. So I'm going to go with, they've been married for 11 years. Yep. So we'll, we'll keep an eye out. Uh, obviously there's the wedding episode and yep. stuff like that. So we'll, we'll keep, uh, we'll keep an eye out for that. Um, but yeah, I like how Homer, Homer says, but well, my work here is done, done when they want to head back to the house. <laughs> Which is, I mean, uh, he's he's cocky, man. He's he he did what he needed to do to save his marriage this time yeah. this time around. Yeah. So the you know the kids get out of the house after hog tying the babysitter, and they call they call the hotline a second time, and they get through. And Bart asks Lisa to ask them if there's uh, a reward. Now, normally when you watch America's Most Wanted or like cop shows or like if people are looking for information they usually give a monetary value it's usually between like i don't know a hundred dollars to you know i've seen like hundreds of thousands of dollars uh but in this instance uh lisa asks the hotline lady uh what kind of reward they get and they go well if she's convicted you get t-shirts yeah well if she's convicted if, if she's convicted so like you know who the babysitter bander is y- you have her dead to rights like they're going to arrest her. They're going to take her to trial. But you're saying there's a chance she won't get convicted and then you won't get t-shirts? <laughs> like, right. I, how does that work? That's crazy. So Homer comes home, which he apparently, good good thing he did, took the right exit this time. Yes. Um, Homer lets Mrs. Botts go and Homer pays her triple her pay. I love how she's because, like, can I give know, you a piece of advice? Look out for the boy. He's like, I know. Yeah, I know. He's like, I mean, come on. I got it. I mean, they're, they're Bart's, I mean, Bart's picture for sure would be up in a babysitting service as oh, well, yeah. but he should obviously know already that the Bart, Bart is 
tr- trouble. Yes. And so the news shows up and Homer's like, I can't believe I had to let the babysitter go. And like the <laughs> guy's like, um, are you saying that you let the notorious babysitter bandit go? Uh, well, it was a struggle. And then underneath him says local boob. <laughs> Homer Simpson, local boob. Uh, and, then in, and then in bed, Homer's like, I'm just not that bright. Yeah. Um, so I did, I, I do like Marge's final words for the episode. I mean, I, I did think it was kind of fitting. He's like, the way I see it, you raise three children who can knock out and hog tie a perfect stranger. You must be doing something right. And she's not <laughs> wrong. I mean, they, they, they recognized a threat. They, you know, were able to take care of it, get out, call the police. Well, they called the hotline, which they probably called the police, and then the news crew showed up. Um, I mean, Lisa should have been smarter. Lisa should have been smarter to call the police if the the hotline is busy. But don't forget, busy. the babysitter bandit interrupted her while she was trying to make the phone call. Yeah, uh, she well, did get she through, had... that, but she did get through though, because she's that, like yes, she... the final time. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, they're doing something right with the kids. So that's that yep. is some enchanted evening. All right. Well, one final thing I got on the episode. The the number of times Maggie falls down in the episode, 19. Like, did you rewatch the episode and just count? No, I actually looked that one up because I kept seeing her fall down all the time. Gotcha. Like, like every time she's on the screen, plop falls down. Yeah. 19, 19 times. She is clumsy, but, but she can walk down a flight of stairs. No problem. But she did have the hand railing. See, my kid doesn't even use a hand railing. <laughs> but he doesn't fall down the stairs, does he? Only one time. Yeah, well, there you go. No, not too bad. No. All right. She did, so... but 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 she did, when she got down to the bottom steps, she did fall on her face. She did, yes. So. So, all right. So, final thoughts on the episode. So, before we get in the final thoughts, I just wanted to add a couple quick notes. Uh, so, at the top and throughout the episode, we've, We've mentioned that this episode had animation errors. So the first time that they they watched this episode, the executive producer, James L. Brooks. Don't say it, though. Don't say the whole thing. I won't. Keep it family friendly. Um, He was like, upon first seeing the animation, his first reaction was, this is crap. That's not the word he used. That's the word I'm using to keep it family friendly. Like, he hated it. So apparently an argument ensued between Brooks and the head of the animation studio and the head of the animation studio claimed the animation was fine. The writing needed to be better. I mean, the animation in most, the majority of the episode was. And the other thing too, a lot of the, like a lot of the animation was outsourced to, I believe Korea and like, it was all over the place and like, but you still like, you look at the other 12 episodes and the animation was fine for the most part. Um, but like the fact that like, now I get it. You're trying to protect your animation studio, but like to like claim that your writing sucked because the animation sucked that, that really, there's no correlation there. The writing can be crap and the animation can be crap or the writing can be good. The animation can be like, just because the writing is crap doesn't mean the animation needs to be crap. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Also, I had mentioned earlier um, that Moe's voice sounded weird. Uh, so in this episode, he was originally voiced by Christopher Collins. Um, and then Hank Azaria got a guest spot on the credits. Um, 
but they dubbed over Christopher Collins with Hank Azaria after he came up with his version of Mo. So apparently they oh. liked uh, Hank a little better. And they did because he's still on the show and he's great. He's a great voice actor. Yep. Um, All right. So what's this last one? This most Tavern plays. Oh, the there's actually there's there's two more left, and then we'll get into the final thoughts. So uh Most Tavern plays the song The Man That Got Away from the nineteen fifty-four remake of A Star Is Born. Uh was that on like the jukebox or it might I mean we only had one scene at Moe's. I'm assuming So you just heard the song and I guess I didn't even Well, I looked it up. I, I looked this up. Uh but you recognized a song playing in the background. No. I've never seen a, I've never seen a Star Is Born any of them. It's like three. No, I'm saying, oh, where, but where did you see the movie on his TV? No, it was it was in a song tavern? that was playing overhead. They were playing a okay, song. Okay, so you heard the song. I didn't hear the song. I was just doing. I was just looking up stuff for the episode. This is oh. something I came across. I didn't hear the song. Oh, okay. I no. just thought it was weird that you'd be looking up what song something was no. if you did hear a song. No, and then so I brought this up early. Fox wanted to censor the line. The blue thing with the things because they thought it was too sexual. Like I mean, I would have say if you would have been like the lingerie number that was blue and with the yeah. thing, you know what I mean. But the blue thing with like the that things could have been the blue thing. And Dude, yet, but, but you're okay with Bart Prank calling Mo asking for an alcoholic and for uh, and all of her clothes off. You're fine with that. Yep. But the line, the blue thing with the things. That could mean a number, it's, like, I mean, yes, in the context of that scene, obviously we know what he's talking about, but, like, as a kid, I would have had no clue what he was talking about. Yeah, and maybe kids, so. these, and again, this is in 1990, so I don't, I'm pretty sure most kids were roughly my thought process. Now, granted, I don't think I saw this episode until I was, like, seven or eight, but even then. But most animated, but you have to imagine, most animated anything like from Disney to to DreamWorks to anything, there's kids are seeing it and laughing. Adults are laughing at the adult jokes that yeah, are in it. Exactly. So, so I, it's just, <laughs> but Fox is going to Fox. Uh, well, not yeah. anymore because they're now owned by Disney. <laughs> so I, I enjoyed this episode. I agree with you at the top of the episode that if this had been the first one, I, I probably wouldn't have kept watching if this has been the first episode I had seen, because it is, you know, rather dark. They're talking about crime. Uh, it, it's just, they're talking, you know, we see the kind of the setup to like Marge and Homer having a rocky marriage as we see throughout the entire season, which, you know, we'll talk when we get to the final thoughts of season one. However, there are a lot of good jokes. There's a lot of good content. Uh, the story flows pretty well. Um you know, there's nothing I'd change about it per se. Um, was it the best episode in the season? By far, no. That would have been uh, Krusty Gets Busted. Um, but uh, it was good. I will give it a four. Mm, sprinkles. Uh, I'm not as enthralled. I would give it maybe um, Sprinkles just because of we got two... Uh, <laughs> prank phone calls but i'm gonna go with don't have a cow man all right um i mean the animation kind of bugged me the just the time flow through the episode kind of bugged me it just didn't seem to have the you know simpson-ish feel to it aside i mean i mean the the jokes and stuff were there but 
It just didn't have, and for a season finale to put this <laughs> as your season finale. Okay, but here's the question: Would you rather have had this as the series premiere or the season finale? I think it should have gone somewhere in the middle, maybe after the, maybe after the um, Homer, uh, uh, which episode was that where he was stayed, spent the night at Barney's? Oh um, yeah, uh, the, you know, she... the Princess Jasmine. Yeah, the Princess Jet, like, that would have, it would have been a pretty good follow-up maybe to that one. But in the, in the season But that's not the question, though. That's not the question. Yeah. I don't, either, either (laughs) end of the spectrum, it's not good. I mean, you can't, I mean, Marge closing out, I think the only thing that really saved it as a season finale really was Marge's kind of closing line. It kind of, kind of closed out the show. And if this, you know, if I were actually watching this live right now. All right, I can see this being a season finale. Would it be my first choice for a season finale? No. no. <laughs> but to be to be perfectly eh. honest, I think uh my season finale choice would have been Simpsons roasting on an open fire. Well, yeah, they get the dog, you end on a happy note. But, you... but the problem is that's a Christmas episode, so it's got to air around. You can't put Christmas. that in May. <laughs> yeah, you can't really put that in May, but it would have been a good season finale. Yes. With this, with this particular episode been good for a series premiere? No, I agree. I it just the the dark humor and the darkness of the episode. I agree. It probably should have been in the middle, but it was still a good episode. I enjoyed it. Um, so, final thoughts on the season as a whole? Um, I mean, really, I might, I might have to give it a three. Don't have a cow, man. I mean, there's just it for a show that, as you see, grows into this really awesome comedy yeah i mean a little bit of drama it's just this season just seemed to have so much darkness in it like the simpsons turmoil and 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 just the how they went through life i mean even in this the season premiere with you know the simpsons not having the money for christmas and yes it ends happily getting a dog it just seems as these episodes went on it just seems nothing was I mean, I think what give, makes me give it a three is the jokes are great. The comedy was there. A lot of memorable stuff, stuff that I'm still quoting. Oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, obviously you get all the first because it's the first season, but you get things like uh, Homer's Odyssey and No Disgrace Like Home, Bart the General about war, moaning Lisa with her being depressed. depressed. Um, and then, I mean, the following episode, Call of the Simpsons, okay, there, there's your humor again. There it kind of yeah. kicks in. Then you got the tall till head, which I know eh, you didn't really enjoy. No. And then you got life in the fast lane where Marge is thinking about cheating on Homer. You got Homer's yeah. night out where he, he's basically objectifying women. And then you get, then the next two crepes of wrath and Krusty gets busted. You know, you got some of that humor back again and then yeah. you kind of close it out with <laughs> the Simpsons getting basically robbed down to nothing by the babysitter bandit. Yeah. I mean, it's very hard for me to pick a grade. I'm going to, um, but it I, there were some very good episodes. Uh, Krusty gets busted. I did like the Bigfoot one. Uh, I did enjoy this one, um, but there was also a few I didn't enjoy. Uh, I think Life in the Fast Lane when Marge was going to cheat. I didn't like that episode. Um, I, I, you know, for the most part, I enjoyed most of the episodes. 
Um, I, I kind of viewed it through the lens as, all right, I'm going to watch this as I'm watching it for the first time. Um, and obviously there is some bias because I've seen season one half a dozen times. Um, but I tried to look at it with fresh eyes. Um, I think I'm going to have to agree with you. I think I'm going to have to go with a three with don't have a cow man. Uh, yeah, the jo- some of the jokes are memorable. Some of the episodes are very memorable. Uh, but overall, I, I, I can kind of agree that it doesn't have necessarily the Simpsons feel to it. Um, I will say, you know, I'm not going to complain too much about animation because it's 1990. And it's the first season. It's so. the first season. You know, it's late 80s, early 90s. It's the first season. Um, I think the writing was pretty good for most of the episodes. Um, I know a lot of things I hear when you get to like season 14 through like now is like, I I've talked to people who watch Simpsons and they'll be like, Oh, I didn't really like the first 10 seasons. Cause the animation was not good. I'm like, well, of course it's not going to be good. It's the, the, it's the nineties. They haven't perfected it yet. Um, and it was all hand drawn. It wasn't yeah, digital. Yet. It wasn't digital. Like, so if you're one of those people out there, I'm sorry to say this, but <laughs> you're wrong. Um, <laughs> it, it's true. Like, yeah, of course the animation is going to be crap. It's 1990. What did you expect? Freaking CGI. Um, sorry, going on a little rant. Uh, but no, I agree. It was very good season. I enjoyed it. Uh, I hope all of our listeners uh, have enjoyed our first 13 episodes so far. Uh, I know we're yep. not done with the podcast yet, but I, I do want to, I, 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 we both really appreciate everybody who listens, everybody who comments, uh, you know, we, we, we look at that. We want to, you know, obviously make as much improvement as we possibly can. Uh, so, you know, keep commenting, keep listening. Uh, and so, you know, let's end the episode how we always do with the character profile. All right. We got Lucille Botts. Which is voiced by Penny Marshall. Who directed A League of Their Own. I had to look this up because I was like, like, I wonder who voices her. Um, and apparently she's based on a real person who babysat Graining. Wow. So Graining had a uh, babysitter robbed him blind? I, I don't know. <laughs> by the way, you didn't put her real name in there. Her real name is Lucille Batsukowski, which is not spelled at all how you would think it would be. I Yeah, I, that was I, my... That was my fault. I was going to mention it, but yeah, I didn't write it in the uh, yeah. in there. Uh, a clearly Polish going- name, but like, like I try, like I spelled it out, and then I'm like, I'm going to pause where they like show her name to get the spelling right, and I'm like, wow, that's not even close to what I wrote. Yep. So she's known as the Babysitter Bandit. Um, she carries a lot of luggage, so just keep in mind the next time you see a babysitter come to your house with a lot of luggage, they're probably there to rob wary. you. Be wary. <laughs> Um, she was hired from the Rubber Baby Buggy Bumper Babysitting Service. I just like saying that, so I just wanted to, to make sure you guys knew that. Um, the most revealing uh, physical characteristic is her pronounced overbite, okay. which a lot of Simpsons characters do have a decent size overbite. Well, I think that's partly uh, the style of drawing. Yeah. I think it just makes it easier to see them talk, yeah. but I could be wrong. So, yeah. So her turn-ons um, are gaining access to homes by posing as a babysitter, tying up and gagging family members before robbing them blind, and pickled beets. Yep. But now, now we didn't mention this, and we don't have to go on a tangent for this, but <laughs> those jars looked completely empty. They did. The they did. I expected, <laughs> but maybe it's beet juice. 
<laughs> but she no, said pickled beets, so there should be. Well, okay. it's kind of like Homer has pickled eggs at the bar. But there's there's, a, there's eggs in there. Yeah. Maybe 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 that was part of the animation issues that Brooks yeah. had with the animation. How team. do you how do you draw a beat? I don't know what a beat looks like. Why did we even choose beats? <laughs> but anyway, that's right. a topic for another day. Yeah. All right, so her turnoffs being profiled on America's uh, most armed and dangerous, uh, and children who give her guff, yep. and possessions that lack value. Boy, did she hate the Simpsons. Uh, the Simpsons, man, they have just toys and kids stuff, and well, what did you nothing expect? Of value. You're middle not rich. class, I, no lower. I mean, middle lower class, like just basic stuff in their home. I mean, I don't know why. I mean, to be fair, we don't know what clientele the Rubby Baby Buggy Bumper Service actually tailors to, but Homer and Marge had it in their Rolodex. Yeah, so they went with it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's that's uh, Lucille Bots for you, uh, Botsikowski. Sorry, Lucille Botsikowski for you. You fine folks out there. I'd ask so, you to try to spell her last name, but you'd probably get it wrong by the fourth letter. Maybe unless you actually looked up at the you know where I wrote it in, but that's cheating. Yeah, it is. Um, so we got season two coming up next week for you guys. Um, no hiatus. I know. I know between season one and season two in the real life. Uh, was October 11th, 1990. We're not going to send you on a five month. What's going to happen next? We're going to come back next week and give that to you. Um, we are as here always, every week. Every week. And also Mondays at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time on the Cuyahoga Valley Radio Network. So make sure you check us out there in reruns. Um, as always, you can hear us on Apple, Google, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and all the major platforms. Pandora. And we did Pandora. So check us out wherever you get your podcast. Uh, you can find us on Facebook and Instagram. Facebook um, is just a page. The Simpsons did it on Instagram. The Sim- Simpsons did it pod and on Twitter, the Simpsons did it PC. So make sure you subscribe there. Um, yeah. I don't know by the time that this airs, if we're going to have it, but we're also going to try to kick off a couple of contests for our listeners Yep. Uh, we want to keep people engaged and we want to start getting some guests involved and uh, you fans involved. So keep an eye out for things for season two. Um, so until next time, I'm Steven Skolansky. Ahoy, hoy. I am your co-host, Robert Skolansky. And as always, this has been The Simpsons Did It. Shh.